This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, hey, how you doing? Welcome to 420. Yeah, for those of you listening live, it is the 20th of April, 2021. And yes, today is the 420 celebration. Yay! Did you know that 43% of Americans live in states now where you can, you know, legally smoke pot? In the latest survey, Pew found that 60% of U.S. adults now support legalized recreational and medical use and an additional 31% back medical marijuana. So it's going to be legal everywhere soon, right? I mean, New Mexico, just a little bit ago, became the 17th state to allow recreational use. It's coming. It is coming. Now, the sad news is, I know, and I hate to bring you sad news to start off the day, but if you were thinking about going to San Francisco or are already there to celebrate the 420 celebration on, uh, you know, Hippie Hill, as it's called, at the Golden Gate Park. Yeah, it's been canceled. Second year in a row. Wow. And you know why, right? Yeah. Uh, No, not because, you know, it's not a good idea to have all those people in the park smoking pot. It's COVID-19 restrictions. So maybe next year. Maybe next year. But hey. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. You know, that doesn't mean you have to, you have to, you know, not celebrate. You can still celebrate. You just can't celebrate in the park in San Francisco. If you're in, you know, Texas or Florida, go ahead and go to the park and celebrate. No problem. Uh, I'm sure they'll leave you alone. So yesterday, yesterday was the 26th anniversary of Oklahoma City bombing. Just amazing that it was 26 years ago already. Just incredible. So Merrick Garland, our Attorney General of the United States, spoke in Oklahoma City yesterday. And he talked about how 26 years ago he was sitting in his office in the Department of Justice, which is a little frightening in and of itself, when he got the urgent report and it came through. And, uh, you know, those were the days of of, uh, just just CNN. That's what Merrick said, but that's for sure. Um, And I remember, you know, the Murrow Building explosion and the horrificness of the day. And it just... I just wanted, didn't want to go without mentioning it. You know, it's, uh, I know that uh, they have the memorial and the museum there now. And uh, the executive director 
said and Merrick said in his speech that uh, on this sacred ground we must work to find common ground couldn't agree more I know that Merrick said uh, in his speech that uh, and he of course mentioned you know the bombing uh, perpetrated by Timothy McVeigh who is now gone Uh, we ended his life Um, he talked about how they are still working to pour resources into stopping domestic violent extremists before they can attack prosecuting those who do and battling the spread of the kind of hate that leads to tragedies like the one we mark today yesterday was when he made the speech on the anniversary i hope that's true merrick i hope that's true i have my doubts I have my doubts because I think you have a different version of domestic violent extremists, but let's hope not. And I hope that to be true. Anyway, I have, you know, I was thinking the Oklahoma city bombing yesterday when I, you know, I got done doing the show and I thought, ah, I forgot to mention it. It was, you know, it's the anniversary. And, you know, for those of us that were doing, you know, talk radio back that long ago uh on a station uh you know entertaining talk radio for the 90s at the time uh i remember that day for sure and i have a great (laughs) that weekend uh you know the station i was working for carried the local soccer team uh the mutiny in tampa and we you know broadcast their games on the station so the game was getting over early and we had scheduled replays obviously on saturday afternoons early evenings for our shows during the week and uh the game was ending early so there wasn't anything scheduled to air at that time you know i had scheduled uh you know shows to air after the game but i timed it out where the game would end you know i don't know let's for an example so i was i i figured the game would end by four or after and it ended like at three something okay i mean just so you know you have a time frame and so the guy that i had working there just decided well i'll air one of the shows from the afternoon show that starts at four the week that week i'll just grab an hour and we'll play that and uh so the game ended and he just you know we now joined this show already in progress and it was the day of the oklahoma city bombing and i had the world calling me general managers people all around tampa bay what is going on why are we replaying this are you out of your mind what is the station doing now the guy didn't do it on purpose you know obviously and he wasn't you know he didn't think that uh, you know hey that's the day of the oklahoma city bombing and yes uh in hindsight should i had removed those <laughs> recordings from the studio yeah yeah i probably should have but i'm not taking the heat for that no way weren't you in charge jeff yeah well that's not the point <laughs> anyway 26 years ago the Oklahoma City bombing, and it's just, just amazing. And uh, I, you know, we, we need to remember. I know that you talk about anniversaries. That was that was Trump's deal, right? Trying to talk about uh, don't get our troops out of Afghanistan on September 11th. Let that day stand alone, and that's a pretty good argument. Uh, you know that uh, this president, this administration, while doing what this administration had set up to be done i don't know next month is now you know doing what 
Trump administration was going to do, only they're not doing it the same way because we, heaven forbid, we do anything associated with the Trump administration. So they just moved the date to September 11th. And it does seem a little, a little strange day to pick. I know that, you know, we're trying to say, hey, you know, I, I have a feeling that this administration thinks, well, that's the day that uh, this all started. So let's get them out of there on this day. And, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. It just seems like a strange day to pick to get rid of, you know, have another celebration. September 11th shouldn't be another celebration day for something associated with the horrors of 9-11. But, you know, since Donald Trump was the one who mentioned it and talked about it, you know it's not going to happen with this administration. You know that, right? Am I talking politics? What the hell am I doing? Welcome. I mean, this is chewing the fat. I'm not supposed to be talking politics, am I? No, I don't like to. I mean, I will and I do sometimes, but that's not what this show is about, usually. So I apologize, okay? I apologize. And, okay, so as of this moment, while I'm recording this show on, uh, you know, 420, 2021, those of you listening live, as I already, uh, you know, gave you the date, uh, you know, the trial is to the jurors, right? We knew that it was going to go to the jurors yesterday, and it did. And they deliberated for a few hours and then, you know, went to the hotel. And we figure, I figured what I told you that it was going to be 48 hours, right? Well, no more than 48 hours. But after they deliberated yesterday and they got the, you know, they got to deliberation, I started thinking, you know, if I'm the jury, we we get you know we go into the deliberation room and you know we do a quick vote just a quick go around to see you know where everybody's heads at and then while we know where everybody's heads kind of at uh, around the table hey you know it's time for dinner so we have a little dinner and we uh, you know get done with dinner and we're like hey you know what do you think ah let's go to the hotel so they go to the hotel they get back this morning. And they do some more deliberations, maybe another quick vote again, just to see where everybody's head's at today. And then we, you know, find them guilty and we move on. So I figure it's going to be less than 24 hours, right? So sometime today we get a, we get the, uh, the verdict. And I originally said less than 48 hours. And I really felt yesterday that it was going to be less than 24 hours. It's just amazing. Um, what is going through our minds now as the jury deliberates the outcome of Joven's life, right? I mean, he's facing three charges, second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. And many attorneys have said that they didn't meet their proof of burden or burden of proof. And, uh, you know, he could be found uh, not guilty. I don't think that happens. I mean, we talk about uh, the jury not watching the news, as the judge said when he was asked for about a mistrial, and he said he had faith in the juror. I do too. Uh, I believe that they would, as a, if I was a jurist, I would do my very best not to be swayed when I wasn't in the courtroom. However, going to the courtroom every day and not being sequestered, you see what's happening around the courthouse every day. So you get that feeling. You know that the pressure is on. You know that the 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 the, the pot is cooking, 
and your verdict is going to decide whether that flame gets turned up or at least turned way down, right? So there's no way he becomes innocent. Uh, he gets found not guilty. Just no way. No way. Now, they, uh, we heard from different attorneys last night and, uh, you know, this morning, of course, that talked about, uh, you know, being able to uh, go back and have the charges dismissed and have a retrial and all of that. If they find him guilty, which I believe they will, and then they go back and they go through the, all the processes, all the appeals, everything. So if, let's say he get, they find him guilty today, which I believe that they will. Uh, or, you know, for sure tomorrow, right? Less than 48 was my original uh, prediction. So, you know, I'll stand. But I really believe it's going to be today. Uh, less than 24 hours from when they got the when they got the case. So you go through all the appeals process, right? So now he's going to appeal. And he, you know, they say, yeah, this trial was, uh, you know, should be a mistrial and we need to try it again. Wow. Uh, that's going to mean big trouble. Really, I was thinking today, and this is a terrible way to think, I know. And if he's found guilty, you know, he spends the rest of his life in prison or what is essentially, you know, the rest of his life in prison um, and in solitary, right? I mean, he's not safe in prison in the general population. No way. But the only way for him to put an end to this is to end his own life. I know, you know, I don't want that to happen, but some, the only way for this to end is to maybe, you know, you go through the appeals process to prove your point and you say, we're going to do a new trial. And, but even then, I mean, there's going to be trouble if that happens alone. Right, he found he's found guilty, and we, you know, the the fires have calmed down a bit, and then they go through the appeals process, and everybody says that's what you're supposed to do, that's the law. He gets to appeal, so we go through that process, and then they find that he is uh, that that needs to be thrown out. That decision needs to be thrown out, and we need to go through another trial. Does that save the country from burning? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, for sure, another trial? Can we go through another Derek Chauvin trial for George Floyd? I don't know. I don't know. So that's why I was thinking that really, for the sake of the country, someone needs to talk to him and say, and I don't rec I don't recommend this. I'm just saying what I think needs to happen. Well, I guess I do recommend it then because it does need to happen. Uh, I don't want anybody to commit a crime to get rid of Derek Chauvin, but his, the only way to end this is for him to end it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't look at me like that. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's not like I was you know, carrying around meth in my breakfast burrito or anything. <laughs> so a traveler here in the great state of Texas at the uh, William P. Hobby Airport in Houston, Texas, uh, the TSA agents noticed a 
bulging burrito during a routine x-ray of a passenger's carry-on luggage. After spotting the unidentified lump in the burrito, the agent said, uh, hey, well, let's unwrap this for a closer inspection. And the passenger was like, it's just my breakfast burrito, dude. What are you doing? Or dudette. I mean, I'm not sure if it was a female or male TSA agent. And, uh, you know, so they, uh, they went ahead and unwrapped it. And they noticed something dark and unusual amid the eggs, cheese, and meat. <laughs> they went ahead and scanned it a second time. And... And black tape and dark wrapping around that uh, organic mass. Yeah, that was just meth. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was just trying to bring a little meth with me on the trip. Is that a problem? Why are you stopping me, brah? <laughs> Why? I believe that was a quote, too. It doesn't say it in the story. I believe it was a quote. Why are you stopping me, brah? <laughs> so you know sure the tsa's got to confiscate it sure they've got to arrest the traveler so even if you're you know don't keep it in your burrito apparently it's illegal to you know have meth on you and travel with it in the skies <laughs> oh man I, I love it i wonder how many burritos the man has actually gotten through tsa with his meth because you know it was just personal use right he's not trying not trying to sell it you don't think he's just got a clump of meth in his breakfast burrito just to get through the day right again he can't travel without his meth (laughs) so big that's a problem so anyway that's a good rule of thumb Uh, from now on don't carry your meth in your breakfast burrito Speaking of uh, breakfast burritos, or, you know, speaking of burritos, uh, Deshaun Watson, quarterback, Houston Texans, he uh, answered uh, the lawsuits filed against uh, himself, or his attorney did. Uh, His attorney said that uh, the quarterback is not only maintaining his innocence, but the 22 of his accusers are lying wow he's adamant that he did not engage in any improper conduct and we believe him therefore the answer to the question of whether we are saying that all 22 plaintiffs are lying about the allegations of sexual misconduct by mr watson is a resounding yes just amazing i hope i mean well i mean I don't hope I don't hope either way. I mean, I don't want any of this sexual misconduct to have happened, but to have it come uh, kind of them this avalanche of women coming after him is amazing. Now they claim that the, there was there was some sex. It was all consensual. He said that there was no merit to the cases. He said that uh, the five plaintiffs that said they were trying to get money out of Watson, they lied about the alleged trauma and resulting harm, and five others erased their social media accounts. According to this, uh, it wasn't until the plaintiffs saw an opportunity for a money grab that they changed their stories to convert therapy sessions that they had bragged about to their friends and family to something much more nefarious. 
Watson's accusers keeping appointments with him after the date of the alleged harassment, which raises questions. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the one said uh, they wanted to vomit. The other said they no longer could accept massage clients for fear of a repeat of this type of harassment. Really? Uh, that one test, that one massage therapist was, I, I unbelievable, did not, I, uh, I don't want to, I've got to stop and rethink what I want to call her. I want to say that I didn't believe, I personally didn't believe her. Okay, there, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, they've accused Watson of forced sexual act, sexual activity. But uh, the sexual contact was consensual. They were happy and excited following the massage with Watson and lied about the two being alone when there was a security guard present at all times. So, I mean, come on. You gotta believe that it's it's not true, right? That these are false allegations. I, I, man, for Deshaun's sake, and I got no, I, I don't, you know, I really doesn't matter to me either way. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, I mean, I enjoy watching Deshaun on the field uh, of battle, the NFL. Uh, you know, I remember watching him in college. He's a great player. And if he's a dirt bag, he's a dirt bag. Good. You know, have a nice day. Go work at the drive through. But, if he's not a dirtbag and these accusations are just starting to be flown around, okay, uh, somebody's got to pay, right? And maybe that's what they're, somebody's got to pay. He just signed a big multi-million dollar deal, which he did, big money. And so there's some serious cash going around. And I know the NFL is trying to, you know, hold back. They've said, uh, you know, these allegations are deeply disturbing. Yes, they are. Yes, they are, and they're deeply disturbing even more so if they're false, okay? He also said that, uh, you know, we waited to comment on all this because we didn't know the names of the accusers. So they had to wait to get the names of the accusers, and then they could do their investigations, which proved to them, anyway, that's what they say, that there was no merit to the case. Uh, just incredible. So, I mean, if this, if this is true and these people are just out for a money grab against Deshaun, I hope that they, I hope that they pay for it too. I hope that they have to do something other than, oh yeah, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean it. Just an amazing story either way. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something really cold to drink and refreshing. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Uh, I've told you that before. All right. Do you know that the Oscars are this weekend? The Academy Awards this weekend. The 93rd Academy Awards. I love these shows, and and there's nothing anymore. It's nothing. Have a nice day. And, of course, according to the producers, they're planning to give winners more time this year for acceptance speeches. Oh, good. Good. They claim that the show is reinvented as a movie 
with masks and longer speeches. Wait. Yeah, it's not going to be like anything that's been done before. Yeah, we've heard that before with these uh, with these award shows, and we have uh, we've not seen it. We have not seen it. So instead of limiting winners to forty five seconds, which is actually too long, uh, Hollywood director said they will be giving them space. We've encouraged them to tell a story and to say something personal. Due to the pandemic, this year's ceremony is going to take place uh, this Sunday, and it's going to be in multiple locations. The Art Deco Union Station in downtown Los Angeles. The second location will be the usual home of the Oscars, the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. And there's going to be 20 different satellite spots around the world, allowing every nominee a chance to be in front of the camera. Oh, good. And the largest one is going to be in London. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Especially when they had the news, we heard from a producer, you know, uh, uh, under the condition of anonymity, who said that, uh, yeah, we've looked at the analytics, and when you look at a minute-by-minute post-show ratings analysis, yeah, we saw where people just simply turned off their TVs once politics came up. (laughs) Uh, Duh. I mean, I barely get through it. Because I feel like I have to, but it is really, really difficult. So if I didn't, and I'll do it for you, don't worry about it. I'll do it for you. Although Sundays are tough. I mean, I've got Walking Dead and I've got Gangs of London now, which is really good on AMC. So, you know, Sundays are tough. So, you know, I'll record it and maybe I'll watch it Monday morning or, you know, late Sunday night just to catch it. Fast forward through the commercials so it won't be too much extra time for them. But uh, we'll see. We shall see because we've already know. They already know. They have the analytics that say, you know, politics and more time with these people really isn't the way to go. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like you've not, nothing you've ever seen before. We've, we're going to reinvent the Oscars as a movie. Of course, we've got masks and speeches, but we're going to let people have more time and have them tell the story. Yeah. I I don't know if you know this actors act and I love their work. A lot of them. I really do. But when they're on their own, like most of them, I don't care. I don't care what they think. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Just act, read someone else's lines. That's what you're good at. Just because we want to have your story. No, I don't. I don't. But, that's what we're going to get. That's what we're going to get. And actually, you know, I know we like their stories. They're big stars. We want to know about them. So when I say I don't really care, I kind of do. I enjoy it. But not in this setting. That should be the, that's my caveat. Not in this setting. All right, this is an award show. Take your award. Say thank you very much. I appreciate everyone's work around this movie. And it really helped and it lifted me up. And that's why I was able to do a good job. And I really appreciate everyone watching it and appreciating my work. Thank you. Take care now. (laughs) See you in the next movie. And then if you want to tell your story on your YouTube channel or do an interview somewhere else where I have an opportunity to maybe hear it or not, do that. But not at the award show. We just want to see you dress up nice, get your award, and move the F on. Have a nice day. I don't, I don't want to give you more time for your story. Okay? I don't. 
I don't. Because most of the time, the story you're telling isn't your story. Most of the time is a story that you've made up in your own little mind over the way things should be in the world. And I don't want to hear it. Did you see where they're going to start adding uh, new sponsorships to old movies? So with the advancement of CGI, they're going to insert products into classic movies. <laughs> now, I'm okay with it. I really am. That's fine. But who gets the money for that? Uh, you better own who you are real soon. Uh, who you are better be yours. Because if it's not, you're not seeing a dime for anything you're involved with. And then later on down the road, so I'm in a, your contract better be worded right, man, if you're doing any of this. So if I'm in a movie, if I was in a movie back in the 90s, all these actors, uh, you know, if I was in that movie and I made so much money and that movie is done now, right? I mean, you, it's, it's on, you know, I can, people can watch it for free or they watch it on Amazon and they get, a, who gets all that money? If they're going to start putting, uh, you know, new products for advertising in these movies who gets that money and we're able to do that but we can't change the ads on my youtube shows i don't understand that at all so if i say we talked about it before if i say if i record or you put on my you know saving list on uh youtube tv and it's it, it's there on the in my saved in my saved area uh and i go back and watch it okay if there's a dated commercial in that show, how, why am I still seeing it? Why am I still seeing it? Why isn't it blank or another commercial or even just a promo for YouTube TV? Something. I mean, they could, or they add another insert, another ad there. That's money to YouTube TV. Have they not realized that? I mean, may call me, <laughs> call me. All right. Uh, you and I, we can figure it out together. There's got it. You want to make some money? help YouTube figure that one out if they haven't figured that one out already because it certainly doesn't look like they've figured it out and that's something that needs to happen so we're adding stuff to older movies you know like uh, they're talking about uh, they can change advertising signs uh, that were up during a movie that are, are dated right so they with thanks to new technology they're able to do that so it looks like it's part of the movie, but it's new. You know, it's a different product than what was there. That is a lot of new money. That's a lot of new money coming in. And some, you know, that's going to be the movie, the uh, the movie industry themselves, uh, the advertising. Who I'd like to know how that how that deal works. Really, it really makes me question where that's going money wise financially. And, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, just you're going to look at vintage Coca-Cola cans and candy bars and all that kind of stuff in the movie that wasn't there the first time. That's going to be amazing. That's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, it's a good idea. And I, I'm not opposed to it, I don't think, off the top of my head. But somebody, that's a lot of money. And, my gosh, uh, you know, fix, fix the YouTube thing. Because if you fix the YouTube thing, now you're talking about all of the apps being able to do that. And they've got to be able to do that, right? They have to be. I've got to talk to an app developer and actually find out uh, why that isn't the case because they've got to be able to do that. They have to. They just have to. 
<laughs> it's a must. Okay? It's a must. Something that's agonizing. So get ready for it anyway. When you say, hey, wasn't uh, wasn't he drinking something else in that movie? Yeah, he was in the original movie, but not anymore. Oh. Okay. Good deal. I'm glad Coca-Cola paid for that now. Really? I thought it was a Pepsi they were drinking in the movie. Yeah, but it's uh, Coke sponsored that now. All right. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. Hey, uh, just a reminder, if you're listening to this show right now uh, and you're not a subscriber to it, what are you doing with your life? Become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Uh, It'll change your life. It'll turn your life around. I'm here for you to turn your life around. So subscribe. Pick a platform. You can choose the platform you're listening to it on now or you can choose one that you prefer. But subscribe to Chewing the Fat, okay? And then you might as well subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, same name. And you can follow me on, you know, Twitter at JeffyJFR. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor uh, is Jeff Fisher Radio. I see where they're making a big deal about Apple saying, oh, Parlor can come back on our app store when we update. And we're so Parlor supposed to say thank you now. You've run them into the ground and they're supposed to say thank you because they had to change everything to, you know, please you. When I thought we heard from the guy, the guy that's no longer in charge, that they were upfront about that. So somebody somewhere is misrepresenting the facts. And I'm not saying who that might be, but somebody somewhere is misrepresenting the facts. For example, let's use Patrice Kahn colors for an example of misrepresenting the facts. According to this article, the Black Lives Matter co-founder, Patrice Kahn colors, held back tears while addressing the public scrutiny she's been under over that New York Post report on her alleged real estate buying binge. Well, it wasn't alleged. Uh, She did buy all these homes in these affluent neighborhoods. And that's fine. No one is saying that's a bad thing, except in her beliefs as, you know, Black Lives Matter is a, uh, you know, let's see, are they a capitalist form of business? Mm, No. Uh, No, they not. They are a Marxist organization. So it seems strange that someone who believes in a, you know, it really doesn't. It really doesn't actually, because it's, I've got mine and you do not get yours, whether you're black or white. If you believe in that, I get mine. You don't get yours. Have a nice day because of you. I get mine and get over it. Tough move on. It's good that she was taking care of her family and she talked about, you know, she, got her earnings from consulting work and you know she takes no money from black lives matter Uh uh-huh and she's an adjunct professor on social justice and community organizing programs at arizona's prescott college oh okay all right no problem and you know she's uh you know it's, it's all good but she uh you know good for you if that's true but quit saying that 
you know, when you read the article and they talk about uh, normally, norm, typically, typically, leaders within the black community are typically praised for leveling up in life. Um, yeah, everyone is praised for leveling up in life. If you work hard and believe in this country and believe in capitalism and do what you do. But when you work hard and take from other people and don't believe that those other people should be able to take as well, you know, like communism and Marxism and socialism all believe, then, you know, that's the issue there, Patrice. But I know you held back tears. I know you held back tears because of the public scrutiny. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Speaking of uh, housing and uh, living quarters, I see where Kamala Harris is selling her uh, Washington, D.C. condo. Uh, She's got the uh, two-bedroom joint up for sale for $2 million. I'm sorry. $1,775,000 is what she purchased it for. And she's now selling it for $1,995,000. I wouldn't want her to break even or anything on the joint. So she put it up for sale. Now, it's a 1,731-square-foot home, 1,700 square feet for $2 bucks. Wow. Wow. It's in the Westlight Luxury Condominium Complex. Comes equipped with two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and features a natural oak hardwood floor throughout oh my gosh it's in the heart of the west end neighborhood in washington dc it's a luxury building and it's it's a pretty prime location (laughs) i bet it is and the building looks wonderful and looks beautiful and for 1700 square feet for under almost 2 million it better be so i don't know if she's i don't know if we're done if she's still living at the place across from the White House, or if she's moving into the Naval Academy house, because remember that was all under construction, but apparently she's decided that she doesn't need this particular condominium in Washington, D.C. anymore. And, you know, make a quick $2 million, I'm sorry, $1,995,000. You know, maybe, maybe... If she's, you know, really needs a joint, she can buy Pierce Bronson's place in Malibu. <laughs> Pierce is having a tough time selling his Malibu house. I know. I know. He only wants $100 million for it. So he hasn't really budged on the price either. Apparently, Pierce is like, no, it's it's $100 million and You know, if you're not willing to pay me that, then I'm not taking it from you. Oh, okay. So five bedrooms, 14 baths. And uh, it's $100 million. It looks beautiful, though. I'm telling you, if I had $100 million to spend on a house, that's where I'd be living. Now, he bought it in 2000. He purchased two properties for a combined $7.35 million in the year 2000. All right? <laughs> okay. I know. That's when he was making some cash, too, back in 2000. It was doing the doing the bond thing so it looks gorgeous i'm not kidding yet it's a it looks beautiful it's named the orchard orchard orchid orchid say it properly jeff if you're gonna buy it you gotta keep the name orchid house it spans roughly an acre on broad beach which you know they you know they all they all live they they all live there (laughs) 
<laughs> a few other actors, you know, DeVito, Hoffman, uh, you know, they all live, have a place down there. So the master suite spans about 4,000 square feet. It has his and hers fireplaces, of course, an art studio, an expansive deck overlooking the ocean, theater, climate-controlled wine cellar for, you know, roughly a couple hundred bottles of wine, a gym, a music room, a uh, spa, two soaking tubs. It's got uh, carved teak entry gates that were bought and brought in from Thailand. There is a saltwater outdoor pool with a waterfall and glass enclosed areas for outdoor dining. Yeah, if you're going to eat outdoors, you don't want the breeze to come along and start blowing, you know, blowing around. You want to be able to sit in comfort. <laughs> and it's constructed with material to protect it from water over time on the outside balcony. I'm telling you, it's got mature palms. It looks gorgeous. The beachfront lounge area with the fire pit looks... Uh, I wish you could loan me $100 million so that I could live there because I would live... It looks beautiful. And they spent a lot of time building this. It took a long time for them to, to build this place. They really made it, you know, what they wanted. But now... Hey, he's living in Hawaii. Hey. Eh, Malibu. Yeah, Malibu. He said, I love Malibu. It's in my heart, but home is here in the islands now. So we have a new dream. So, you know, buy my place in Malibu for a hundred million. Make it your dump to live in because I'm not living there anymore. I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, Pierce. No problem. I love Pierce though. I love Pierce. Anyway, I, lo I should say I love his work. All right. There. Happy. So you see where a big surprise, the union defeated by Amazon in a vote uh, was officially filing an objection to the results. Oh, okay. Did you, uh, did you think that wasn't going to happen? No, we just figured if we were going to get defeated, we were going to, you know, file an objection to the results. All right. So we'll see what happens with Amazon and the union. And the U.S. largest coal mining union. The U.S.'s largest coal mining union said that it's going to back President Biden's push for renewable energy. What? Well, we're going to do that in exchange for job opportunities in the sector. Okay. I mean, I guess that's probably a good idea since they're going to be closed down anyway if, if this administration has their way. So they might as well try to get something out of it. So that's probably a good move, but not really a good move for America. I'll tell you that. You know, another thing that's not good for America, well, at least not good for Americans who have Sam's Club memberships is Walmart Plus. I told you that I thought it was a bad idea that Walmart Plus card members were going to be able to use Sam's Club gas. They could use the Walmart Plus card to get gas at Sam's Club. And I said when they first announced that that was a bad idea, let them get gas at their Murphy centers for a cheaper price or whatever, but not Sam's Club. And they allow it. It's even on the tanks now when it comes up. It has the Walmart Plus sign there along with Sam's Club members. And every time, every single time I go to Sam's Club now, the one closest to my home, 
to get gas because they have the cheapest prices it's always backed up and that started when the walmart plus cards came into being now i pay extra to be a sam's club member i pay money to be become a you know be a sam's club member i pay extra to be part of their deal where i can shop anytime the store is open all right now i also want to be able to use the gasoline section of the sam's club and get a cheaper price I don't want to have to wait in line behind members of a Walmart Plus crowd that don't pay to use Sam's Club. So please, we need to rethink that. That needs to be rethunk real soon there, Sam's Club Walmart people. I'm sure that will, man. They're going to jump right on that. But I, it just ticks me off. That's all. All right, I'm... I'm done. I actually actually <laughs> I was I talked to the one lady at Sam's Club that you know oversees the gas pumps. We have one person you know do it throughout the day at different times overseeing the gas pumps, and uh, uh, I asked her. Said, "Hey, uh, you know, I see every time I come here now that uh, you know cars are all backed up. And uh, what do you think? Is it because of the Walmart Plus cards? Oh no." Oh, no, it's got to be our prices. Oh, okay. Okay, no problem. Thank you. So I see a post on Twitter, I think, but the actual video is from TikTok. And the post on Twitter was from at Cozy Club. And I was cracking up through the whole thing. It is an employee, or at least what's perceived as an employee, of IKEA. And he's going through how he deals with customers and how customers deal with him. And if you've ever, ever worked in any kind of retail, you appreciate what this guy is saying about customers and the real reaction that employees have and i just i'm gonna play it for you because it's hilarious and it's got some big guy language he says the nasty s word he may even say another word in there too i'm not sure i don't recall now but just know that it's a big guy you know video but it's really funny and i want you to realize that this is how people see you if you're one of those customers self a customer you think i own this business you think i own ikea i'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice i don't give a shit i'm telling all my friends not to shop here tell them you think i want five other yous running around the store have them call me i'll tell them you think you hate this place more than me? I work here. I know the sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? We can't go backwards. Time marches on. Thank you. You want the sale from 15 years ago, too? When's it end, Diane? Look at that price. You're going to have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. Think about you it. You know how much money I spend here? More than you should. Thank you. Meatballs ain't that good. No Save doubt. your money. End my time. Now, I know the music is a little agonizing. I'm sorry, but you get the point of what he's talking about. How much you spend here? We don't thank our donors. This isn't PBS. Every time I come here, my order gets messed up. Then stop coming. <laughs> Make my day. 
every time you come here, your order's messed up. Sounds like you're making the mistake. Doesn't it? Look inward. Thank you. You're ordering the wrong shit. I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. <laughs> Tell her she should be embarrassed. She'll need someone to act like a baby in public. You want to speak to the manager, please? The manager doesn't know what's going on. Haven't you ever worked anywhere before? I know that's not right. I used to work here. Well, things change. <laughs> Sorry they didn't run it by you first. Well, I used to be happy. Thank you. Then you walked in. Thank Can you. Can you just check in the back? Can you just accept we don't have it? The back ain't some magical place. What do you think is back there? Santa's workshop? The only thing back there is a clipboard with our schedules and some brownies Darcy brought in. The Thank web you. Darcy brought in. The website said it was in stock. And what do your eyes say? Sometimes it's wrong. Yeah. The website also that. has pictures of employees smiling. You see that? <laughs> You can yell at your computer instead of me. It'll give you the same result. Nothing. This is cheaper at other stores than shop there. Shop there. Thank you. Why are you here? Do you need directions? I'll get you some. I'll call you an Uber. Cheaper at other stores. I don't set the prices. I'm a seasonal employee. Sell the customer. Very, very funny. Very, very funny. And uh, true. Very true. So with, if you are one of the Dianes, as he calls her, uh, and then you need to realize that this is how employees of retail locations see you. And for anyone that's been an employee at a retail location, amen. Amen. That's what some of the things you can't say to shoppers, but you want to. That's really that's really what it comes down to. Things you can't say to shoppers, but you want to. And the point is, is that when you do say that to shoppers, eventually it doesn't go over well and you end up not being a seasonal employee <laughs> at that particular place. <laughs> but really funny. And just I wanted you to know if you're a that person this is how the employees see you and if you are an employee and no you can't say that to customers know that you are not alone in wanting to